Welcome to Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Sileme and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Sileme Foundation and the Foundation's mission is Enabling Education in Africa. This week, I'd like us to talk on a topic I've titled Enjoying the Fruits of Your Labor. Enjoying the Fruits of Your Labor. Harvest season is a season that all farmers look forward to. It is the season that they work towards. This is where you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. We've spoken at length about quite a number of stages and phases that have all led us here. It thus suffices to say that harvest is a result of process. If there is no process, there is no harvest. You must be willing to go through the process in order to reach the harvest stage. The process can sometimes get tiresome and perhaps even feel tedious, but you must operate with the harvest in mind so that you are motivated to endure the process of reaching here. Many have missed out on the harvest because they fainted in the heat of the midday sun and they never rose to continue with the plow. Their leaders who have given up along the journey because of various circumstances and obstacles and they never got to see the harvest. Don't let that be your story. Be steadfast, be committed. The fruits that await you shall quench your thirst and fill you to the brim. My friend, it will be worth it. The hard work will be worth it. The late nights and early mornings will be worth it. The lows and the highs will be worth it. Just keep plowing and keep producing. Harvest season is around the corner. Harvest season doesn't guarantee harvest reaping. Harvest speaks of a season, and season speaks of an allotted time period. For instance, we know that September, which is a time period, signifies the arrival of the season called spring. However, the arrival of harvest time does not guarantee that there shall indeed be a harvest. If no seed was planted, and if no fertilization and irrigation took place, how can there be a harvest? Harvest is a celebration of fruitfulness where the crops have matured and are ready to be collected and brought in. It is a time of results and rewards. Harvest season is coming, but have you prepared for it? Have you done your part? How can a farmer expect to harvest when he or she has not sown seed? We touched on this in a previous podcast where we said you can't reap what you have not sown. So, I urge you, sir, I urge you, ma'am, so while the time yet permits so that you may reap a worthy harvest at the allotted time. Make your life and your leadership count. You have been given a field and there is an expectation for a harvest. Your gift is a field. Your job is a field. Your organization is a field. Your position is a field. Let your field be a place of productivity. Let it be exemplary. Let it be one that others can point to and say, wow, That is what a harvest should look like. What type of harvest do you want? The harvest that is brought in is a reflection of the seed planted and the process undertaken. Invest in good seed, raise the crops, and you shall rejoice in the time of harvesting. Invest the sweat equity, the long nights and the early mornings that we've mentioned. Make the necessary sacrifices so that you may receive your due reward. Again, If you have not sown seed, you have no right to expect a harvest. If you have not invested in your development, you will not grow to the level of your potential. 
And if you have not invested in the development of your people, it's unrealistic for you to expect them to perform at the highest level and produce their best result. Invest in yourself and invest in your people. When we speak of a reflection, we speak of a representation. Just as the person you see in the mirror is a representation or reflection of you, the harvest that is brought in is not just a reflection of the seed and the process leading to the harvest. It's also a reflection and representation of you. Your results are a reflection of you and the effort you've put in. Many look at the results they produce and they are displeased with them. The beauty about seasons is that they are cyclical. One season comes and it goes to make room for the next season. If you haven't produced the desired results in the current season, there is an opportunity to change your next harvest so that it is a better reflection of your true potential. But to get a different output, your input must also change. Harvest is merely a manifestation. What we call a harvest is merely a seed becoming what it truly is. It is the realization of true potential. When you invest in your people, they will become what they truly are. They will manifest their greatness and their potential, and they will produce the harvest. One organization's version of harvest will differ from others. For one, a harvest may be making sales of $10 million in the financial year. For another, it may be being able to reach out to the deprived in society, feeding and putting 100,000 needy children through school. Whatever the term harvest entails for your organization or team, you must be willing to make the necessary investment in order to have the harvest you desire. What will you manifest at harvest time? One of the synonyms for the word manifest is evident. Your harvest is your evidence. It is evidence that you used your time, your talents, and your opportunities in the appropriate manner. When you go to a court of law, the evidence that you produce is what enables you to win the case. If there is no evidence, there is nothing to corroborate your version of events, and no one will believe you. But if you have evidence, you don't even have to say much because that evidence will speak for you. When you have been productive and you have been developing your skills, developing your people, developing your organization, you don't have to say much at harvest time because all the evidence will speak for you. It takes work to bring in the harvest. Yes, harvest season speaks of bringing the fruit of your labor, but there is labor in bringing in the fruits. Ask any farmer out there and they'll tell you that even in reaping, there is work. When an organization wins a new piece of business or onboards a new client, they are reaping a harvest in that the new business represents fruits. However, it means that there is work to be done in servicing the client and helping them achieve their targets and objectives. When an individual or team wins an accolade, that accolade is a representation of harvest, but it also exerts a measure of pressure and that individual or team has to work to maintain or elevate the standard that they've set. The seed results in a harvest, but the harvest also produces seed. This is true in farming as it is in leadership and the corporate world. For instance, the new client that your organization has won will challenge you to come up with new ideas and push you to develop and improve. You will go into seed mode once again in that you are again developing and growing into a new level which will ultimately produce for you a new harvest. This is part of what makes life so interesting. 
that every new level you enter is an opportunity for growth and expansion. It's an opportunity to tap into a greater demonstration of your talents, skills, and passion. Embrace the work that it takes to bring in the harvest. As you do, you'll experience a greater dimension of joy and fulfillment. The pressures and pleasures of leadership. There's no doubt that being a farmer is one of the most pressure-filled occupations out there. Farmers have to contend with the pressures pertaining to the weather as that impacts what they produce. They have to contend with pests and insects that try to devour what they're producing. They have to contend with weeds and a variety of other issues and obstacles. Such is leadership. There are various pressures that are associated with being a leader. There are financial, emotional and physical pressures that the leader must contend with and overcome. It is a fact that the same hot water that makes eggs hard also makes potatoes soft. How do you respond to pressure? Do you see it as a positive or a negative? The way you perceive a thing impacts your response to it. And many of us tend to view pressure in a negative light. And so, the way we respond to it tends to be negative. Let's look at some positive aspects of pressure. A. Pressure is necessary for birth to take place. When a woman is in labor, she pushes to exert the pressure necessary to assist the baby in exiting the womb. This is one of the functions of pressure. It is there to help us birth that which we have been carrying. You may have an idea that you've been sitting on, and only when pressure comes are you then compelled to activate that idea. B. Pressure is necessary for filling up the tire. Some people are running life on flat. They are so comfortable and live in such a mundane way that they make very little progress. A car running with flat tires cannot travel at the pace it is designed for. It may have the capacity to do 200 kilometers an hour, but because its tires are flat, it may be restricted to doing only 80 kilometers per hour. Pressure can help you get moving and perform at your highest potential. See, pressure can help take you to the next level. Perhaps you've just gotten married and there are new financial pressures that you didn't have to deal with before. Those pressures can motivate you to look for new ways and means of creating increased income. That pressure pushes you to explore more, invest more and become more. What are the pressures in your leadership motivating you to learn, explore and become? Don't let pressure make you explode or implode. Don't let pressure tumble or crumble you. Change the way you view it and you'll change the way you respond to it. Sometimes we think of just the pressures of leadership when we neglect the pleasures. You must enjoy the works of your hands, but don't let pleasure be your pursuit. Let purpose and effectiveness be the center of your pursuit. Many people do what is pleasurable instead of doing what is purposeful and they end up not reaping the harvest they desire. They enjoy the pleasures of oversleeping and they let slumber take away the opportunity to make an impact. They enjoy the pleasure of entertainment and they waste their time in activities that aren't getting them closer to their dreams and visions. As a leader, as a leader, there are also many perks that may come with being a person of influence. Don't let these pleasures overtake you. Don't be persuaded by pleasure by perks or by incentives. 
Do what you do because it was given to you in this lifetime to do. Do it because you were born to do it. Don't let pleasure rule you or make you its slave. Don't let pleasure fool you and rob you. Yes, you must pursue purpose above pleasure. And as you do that, purpose will give you something greater than mere fleeting pleasure. It will give you lasting fulfillment. There is lasting fulfillment in seeing those you mentored rising and reaching the top. There is lasting fulfillment in witnessing your team and organization achieving that which you set it out to achieve. If you pursue pleasure, however, you may decide that instead of investing time in mentoring your people and empowering your team, you rather spend that time in frivolous activities that will give you no return. There is lasting fulfillment in enjoying good health, but you may decide that instead of looking after your health, you'll find pleasure in unhealthy lifestyle habits such as smoking and excessive consumption of alcohol and food. Break new ground. The leader who will reap a worthy harvest is the one who is willing to break new ground. Breaking new ground means going into territories and areas you haven't gone into before. It means being courageous and spreading your wings. It means expanding and exploring to discover and uncover the new, the exciting, and the unfamiliar. You must have a pioneering spirit that refuses to settle for the status quo and to do things the way they've always been done. Don't settle for safe, as one author put it. Breaking new ground means breaking the norms, breaking the stereotypes, and taking your creativity to new levels and dimensions. It means doing what you were always so afraid to do. It means giving what you were always so afraid to give. It means finally going beyond the self-inflicted limitations in order to extend your influence, grow your capacity, and reach where you haven't reached before. Breaking new ground means defining a new normal as you leave the old, unproductive, unconducive mentalities and perspectives. In breaking, there is a power that must be exerted. You can't break new ground by gently tapping the ground with your shovel. You must exert strength so that the ground responds. You must make decisive shifts if you want radical changes in your life. You can't be lukewarm and half-hearted about it. You must be like a president declaring war. You must have absolute clarity. Some people are too relaxed about their dreams and goals. They exert no power and then they wonder why they are not successful. They wonder why they've been stuck in the same place for years. Don't be comfortable with mediocrity. Mediocrity is a thief that steals your potential, your time, and your opportunities. Mediocrity robs you of fulfillment and it takes away your true essence. It turns you into a dimmer version of yourself. Don't accept low standards for yourself or those that you lead. You have excellence living on the inside of you. It is time that we see it come to the fore and in full expression. Put your hand to the plow and break new ground. Well, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leading with Confidence. Cheers. Cheers.